Hello, hello loves. You're listening to your VSG Diary Girl Court. Let's leave it all at the door and get very chatty. I am back and I am very excited to be talking about the very first of my series of podcasts to come. This is all things nutrition. So all of the food stages, liquid puree, soft foods, solid foods. I will also be talking about balancing your protein, hydration, and your multivitamins for energy and your overall wellness, and also sustaining a healthy and, of course, an enjoyable relationship with food. So it does go without saying that for the most part, people who have weight issues are emotional or binge eaters, but... I'd like to make a very important disclaimer that there are a multitude, of course, of reasons as to why a person can suffer from obesity. So sometimes it's medication and many other factors. But for me, it was emotional eating. And so it is important to understand that by having weight loss surgery, you are prepared or preparing yourself to have that coping mechanism taken away from you. And it is taken in an instance, literally in the blink of an eye. You wake up and you are expected to navigate your nutrition from scratch all over again. Like a baby. Liquids. It is. It's like a baby. Liquids, puree, soft food, and then finally solid food. I do remember there being a gap of about two weeks between these stages. Don't quote me though. It's a little bit blurry. It was a while ago now. Almost two years ago since my surgery and those initial stages. P.S. It's extremely bittersweet looking back. I'm like, damn, I did that. Damn, I did that. (laughs) I did the damn thing. Anyways, okay. I mentioned this already in my debut podcast, but for my puree, I really enjoyed blended cauliflower shepherd's pie and like a red sauce with mincemeat. So essentially spaghetti without the spaghetti. That's why I call it a red sauce with mincemeat. I did blend up chicken meals, but I don't know why that gave me the ick as much as it did, but it did. So look, being on puree as an adult is an experience that I don't have many words for, which is rare for me because I always have words for things. But there were days that I had OptiFast because I couldn't fathom the thought of the chicken puree. Like I went 14 days drinking OptiFast and still picked it up. That's how much I didn't like my chicken puree. So I'm just keeping it real. There will be things that you gag at that you just don't like. That is okay. Just stick to the things that work for you that are going to give you that optimal reach of protein. So if it's beef, which clearly it was for me, blended beef was more appealing to me than chicken. So I rocked with that. And I think it's just so important to note that when you are at that point, there is no right or wrong. I know it feels like there is, and it's easy to look at what the person is doing on Instagram and what did my surgeon say? And Sally down the street said that she could eat an apple and I can't eat an apple. I'm laughing because it's true. You start to compare yourself and you start to question whether you're doing the right thing or whether it's even going to work for you. And you can just really fall down that rabbit hole really quickly. I know it's easier said than done, but try to keep a level head when you are going through these food stages. And so moving on out of the rabbit hole that I just fell into with my conversation, soft foods, next stage. Probably one of my favorites to reach in my early stages of recovering. My favorite go-to thing, again, it's not gonna work for everyone, but for me, it was scrambled eggs, avocado, and feta cheese, because that type of cheese is nice and soft with some salt and pepper. And salt, life hack, 
have as much salt as you possibly can. It's so good for your energy as well, especially in your early stages. And they actually suggest in my program that Dr. Chow gave me, my surgeon, kind of like the life after handbook kind of thing. Um, he even suggested as much salt as possible on your meats and your foods, vegetables, things like that. So that's another note. And I really, really loved having my dairy because I knew it was high in protein as well. And my tummy could handle it. My stomach wasn't rejecting it. So I was like, great, we're also building a tolerance for dairy again. And I say again, because you are really starting all over again, which is important to me because I'm a little bit of a slut for a good piece of cheese. I will never deny that. It's the Portuguese and Macedonian in me coming out there. I think that's more the Macedonian coming out, all the kifli and the burek anyways. But once I did feel confident in my soft foods, I started eating things like ham and cheese with cucumber, chorizo, I really love chorizo, still do, smaller pieces of meat at first really, and then I just built my way up to fish, chicken breast and beef in a bigger portion of course as time went on, which is natural, that happens. And I also did focus on higher fiber foods as well. I just remember really taking my time with everything and also just eating very slowly. So I really just think that the best piece of advice for this stage, for all of the food stages really, even on your pre-op liquid, is just to listen to your body signals. You know, if you can't finish a meal, that's okay. If you can't drink your 600 mils of water or one liter of water, depending on where you're at, that is also okay. You know, you've just cut in half a main body organ that is trying to literally just cope. It's trying to cope and function with its new restrictions. So just spend the first three to four months exploring as many different food groups as possible. Even if it's the tiniest portion, you want to be building a tolerance with the new lining of your stomach. So if you can only stomach a few little bits of cheese, that's better than having only a whole bit of cheese. Have a little bit of cheese, have a little bit of chicken, have a little bit of cucumber, have a little bit of fruit whatever tickles your fancy, just have a little bit of everything is my piece of advice. Really from there, it is just about balancing all of your elements, all of your food groups. Once it doesn't actually feel like a challenge or a task eating that is because it can really feel that way at first. So you can then obviously start to prioritize the importance of your protein intake first staying hydrated and making sure that you do take your vitamins daily. I actually did a little bit of an experiment where I stopped taking my vitamins for about six months just to see what would happen when it had my bloods done and lo and behold, a little bit of an iron deficiency. So very interesting. They are not wrong when they say take your vitamins. You can rely on your food when you're a few years post-op, but I do actually agree that just being a bariatric you know, you're going to need to rely on these things. And that is okay as well. I thought to myself, I can do this through food. I can do it. I won't need it anymore, but it's okay to need a multivitamin. And look, obviously your vitamins and minerals are more potent through food groups. However, being a bariatric, you can't sustain that. You can't actually absorb that amount of food to reach that, that level of, I guess, receiving those benefits of, of having that food. So that's where the vitamin comes in to help and say, Hey, you can finish this, take this. I'm going to do it for you, which is totally fine. I think it is worth noting what one I actually take. So I take the BN multivitamin as the capsule. I did try the chews and my load. Oh, 
old. It did not go down well. I used to sit on the back of my mum's stairs. This is when I was still at home, living at home with my parents. And, oh my God, I used to actually have to use a fan and I nearly threw up each time. Actually, let's backtrack to that. I have not spoken about the initial stages of actually taking the multivitamin. Oh, so important. Okay, this is really difficult. Your stomach, generally, when I speak to my friends, they say, I tried to take a multivitamin. It did not go down well. It was really heavy and strong and it made me feel queasy. Yes, yes, yes. It happens. When you are a bariatric and you've got a new lining in your stomach and you're healing and you're tender and you're sore, your body's like, what the heck? Taking a multivitamin is very challenging. I remember nearly throwing up each time, but I had to do it. Guys, like I cannot express the importance of just getting through taking that every day. Even if you take one, I was required to take two, two a day at that point in the early stages. I now just take one. However, it is especially so important when you cannot consume more than a quarter cup of food. And really that's where you're at, freshly post-op. So you really need to rely on that multivitamin. This is important for your energy, your sleep, and other things, you know, skin, hair. And obviously your hair does thin out and you can lose a lot of hair with weight loss surgery. So I was very lucky to not lose a lot of my hair. At about four months, it did kind of start to fall out and thin out. However, my hair now is longer and thicker than it's ever been. And I have to say, other than being really cheeky and not taking my vitamins for six months, I have to give it to the fact that I have been religiously disciplined with taking my vitamins. And obviously it goes without saying I drink a lot of water and my nutrition is in check. So that all benefits things like your nails, skin, and your hair. One of the other very challenging things is balancing your liquids and your food intake. At first, it felt near impossible to eat and drink at the same time, in which I actually couldn't. And if I decided to do that, I knew it was really stupid because I wasn't going to get through my food. And this is still a thing for me two years post-op. I can sit at a cafe or a restaurant and have a coffee and a very, very small meal and somewhat get through it. Some days I'm having half of both. Restriction can vary. Honestly, some days it's really restrictive. Other days it's not. Just the body doing its thing, keeping me on my toes. But initially, I would suggest that you separate liquid and food at least within 30 to 45 minutes of a gap. What this does is it allows your body to, A, absorb all of the nutrients and the nutritional value from what you've just eaten, and B, it actually just allows you to realize if you're full or not. And that there does trickle into mindful eating as well, not just eating, you know, seamlessly. So that's really important as well, listening to your hunger cues, not your emotional cues. And so when organizing your plate, when you look at it, you should really be looking to optimize your protein first, then your vegetables and fruit, and then your carbohydrates. The carb conversation. I'm going to trickle into this next, but just quickly going back to the plate. You're not going to finish a lot of the things at first, but colorful. Think colorful plate, variety. Like I said before, a little bit of everything goes a long way as a barrier in the initial stages. You're building up your tolerance for food groups. And like I said, your portions will increase. I'm two years. I can definitely eat more than a quarter cup, half cup of food, which was the goal. It's not a scary thing, guys. If you're starting to eat a little bit more, do not panic. It is a normal human reaction to healing. Your stomach will grow back. It's the gastric sleeve. It's not 
not a band. It's not like they, they stapled it with super glue, right? So it's okay. It's, it's normal. So don't be scared to eat a little more because when you get to that point where you are just maintaining your weight loss and you've reached that stage where your weight has stopped dropping rapidly, I do believe that it's all about creating an, an environment and a relationship with food that you enjoy, that is healthy, that also supports the energy that you require you know, for your goals and your aspirations daily that you're trying to put out into the universe, what you're trying to manifest really. So for me, it's body movement every single day. It's exercising, it's running my business, it's wanting my energy levels to be adequate enough to be my bubbly self, to get enough sleep, to, to feel confident in my approach, right? So the carb conversation, let's start there. You can eat carbohydrates anytime as any person, even a bariatric. It's all within the portion. It's all about prioritizing. Remember what I just said about your plate? Optimize it. Have your protein first. Have your vegetables. Have the smallest amount of, of your carbohydrates. You'll enjoy it. There are so many nutritional values of, of having carbohydrates. It's not just a piece of white bread or a piece of pizza. There are carbs in everything, nearly everything. So to boycott a carbohydrate is silly, I think, is silly. And I had to learn that really quickly. I pretty much tried to boycott it in the initial stages and that was really foolish of me. And I remember meeting up with some friends who have had the surgery and they all said, no, 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 we have that. We can have, we, we, we utilize that. And so I went, well, why don't I utilize that? I could, I move enough, you know, not that you need to move to have a piece of food, but yeah, that's not a good way to, to think about eating and moving, but you know, we're coming from a place of lots of bad behaviors and really negative thoughts as a, as an obese woman. And so it is about changing your perspective as well. When I go out with my friends, I drink alcohol. That was something I said, I'm not going to do post-op. Of course I'm going to do that. You know, it's something that aligns with me. I want to have a drink with my friends. I want to have a vino and a beverageino. I want to get a little bit tipsy. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy the time that I've lost and it's sad but it's true I have lost that that time I never really did those things in pleasure and not being in pain because the heels were too high and I wanted to go home because I had swollen feet and I was sweating and didn't want to tell anyone so yeah look I think it is all about really just not punishing yourself it's already challenging enough the amount of sudden change nutrition wise and lifestyle wise is the biggest full-time job I actually remember saying to my mother this feels like my full-time job at the moment Learn like training my body and my mind as well and you can take on board what everyone has to say always with a grain of salt be selective be selective in who you listen to be selective in what you require hate to break it to the universe but this is all about you baby this has nothing to do with anybody but you. And that is the most exciting and liberating feeling. And whilst you embark on this huge learning journey, your nutrition is your main source. It is going to drive everything. Everything that I have just spoken about, it's evident. Sleep, skin, hair, energy, your output to your body movement and your exercise how you feel in general. 
go and see multiple dietitians and nutritionists. If that aligns with you and you want to be as educated as possible, do that. Sit down on your laptop, make a few phone calls, go and discuss it with other bariatrics, go and discuss it with the non-barrys, someone who is passionate about mindful, balanced eating. Explore all the avenues and just remember that nutrition is learning how to feed your body correctly for your daily intent. It's about fueling yourself for energy and happiness. So what you consume will consume you. It will dictate everything. And remember that although this is a physically focused journey, how you look is still never going to be as important as how you feel. So always remember this and always work from the inside out, food and heart wise. It is bye for now, but not for long. I will be back very soon. Download this podcast, check me out on my socials and stay connected.